You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 6th, episode 3258, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, horse people. Ah, Wednesday, the day we cover Glenn's favorite topic, <laughs> horse health. And Jamie makes you feel better about yourself with the latest weird news from around the world. Happy Wednesday. That's right. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We're glad that you decided to join us. We missed you on Monday. We were off for the holiday, but we're back. So we have a fun show planned for you today. First of all, how are your trailer backing up skills, Jamie? You must be getting good at that by now. I got. I, I'm. I'm pretty good at. It. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I figured you'd be pretty good. You've been. You, you haul your trailer around all the time. Well, we have Piper close on. She's going to give us the latest on the rig gig, and that is a trailer backing competition they have every year in Tryon, which sounds just like a whole lot of fun. Uh, we have Carly joining us uh, for Tell a Friend September to tell us all about the Equa Management podcasts here on the Horse Radio Network, and how you can help keep your equine pal healthy. Plus, there's always weird news. Jamie said like 20 people submitted weird news this week. It's so amazing. We're going to get to that. Plus, in the Auditor Post Show, we're going to talk about, we're going to do a little survey that's called You Might Be Old If, and we're going to see if Jamie and I are old. And I can already tell you the answer to that. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> it, is, yes. it is Tell a Friend September here at the Horse Radio Network. You're going to hear about it on all the different shows, and we'll mention it several times. We're going to get the auditors involved. Uh, what that means is we encourage you to help us. If you like the show... You must, or you wouldn't be listening to us right now. If you like the show, uh, we would love for you to go out and tell a friend. Tell a friend at the barn, tell a friend on a trail ride, tell a friend in the ring, tell a friend on so all your friends on social media. It's a free way to help support the show and helps grow the show. You guys have been terrific about this in the past. Uh, we do this every year, and you've been terrific about it. Uh, it is uh, P International Podcast Day in September, so we always do this in September. So what we encourage you to do is drop us a review on your favorite podcast player. That really helps us out. And just tell everybody about us. Just talk about the show. That really does help, or whatever show you listen to on the Horse Radio Network. And during this month, we're going to introduce you to some of the other hosts of some of the other shows that we haven't talked to yet uh, here at the Horse Radio Network. We have over 30 of them now. So that's what we hope you will do in today's show notes. And if you go to our website at horsesinthemorning.com, you'll find this image. I'm posting an image that you can use to post on your social media. Uh, it, it would be a great image for you to use on Facebook or even any of the social platforms. I was going to say Twitter, but nobody goes X. there anymore. <laughs> like, X. Maybe Instagram. 
<laughs> so you can do it there. Uh, just And I'll also post uh, images that you can use over in the auditor room as well. But we just need your help to help promote the show, to grow the show. And uh, it's free and easy to do. It's something that's simple to do. And we'll just keep reminding you through the month of September to do it. And we really do appreciate you listening and helping support our show and helping it grow. Are you going to let me do the birthdays first? You talked so dang long <laughs> leading up to it. I thought you were done. And we do have some birthdays. Uh, the host of one of the days here on Horses in the Morning, Emily Wood. Happy birthday to Emily. Also, one of my old co-hosts, Samantha Clark. She hosted the WEG shows with me, and she hosted the eventing radio show for a long time. I just talked to her this morning. For those of you that are wondering about Samantha, she's doing great. She still works for the public radio station there in Lexington, Kentucky. Her kids are like almost out of college or something now. It's weird. Uh, but uh, happy birthday to Samantha. We love you. And I miss hanging out with you, Samantha. So one of these days, we'll do an episode together again of something. And also, I want to welcome a new auditor, Jessica Gross. And we're so glad that you decided to join the party. If you want to find the auditor room, go to HRN Auditors on Facebook and ask to join and we'll let you in. I mean, if one of our listeners is going to get a Mustang, I have to talk about it. Congrats to Samantha on her new little BLM gelding. I think he's a yearling. So, Daily Winnie to you. So you have been posting a lot of stuff. We haven't talked in a while. Um, and I know that uh, you, 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 did you post that one of the listeners or auditors came to ride or something? Yes. You know what? For those who don't know, Glenn and I actually don't no, communicate with <laughs> All I see is on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk at all because you can't tell Glenn anything because he'll spoil it. Like He just can't. Yeah, he can't hear something twice. So everything <laughs> I tell him, he's hearing usually for the first time. Uh, but yes, Patty Otto, one of our auditors, she lives a couple miles oh, yeah. from here. Yeah. She brought over her We had dinner Alistar. at her place when we stopped by, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. So yes. she came by and brought her horse over. We had just like a super fun Sunday morning where we just, I just had a bunch of girls bring their horses. My friend Larissa brought one of her three-year-olds and we backed it for the first time, got on it for the first time. So she had prepped it really well, was able to get on this horse. And then Alistar came and he's a big Irish. For those who remember Alistar, she's probably going to kill me, but he came here to be started and we called him Big Dick because he was that, um, but he's he's now less of a big one, and uh, she's been riding him, and he's been doing great, so I'm really excited for her. So, yeah, and then my friend Brooke came, and she rode her horse, and she rode one of my horses. We just had, like, a super fun girl barn morning. No farm boy allowed. It was just the girls, but <laughs> farm boy did come the next day. <laughs> and you've been working a lot of horses, I see. Oh, my gosh. We have, first of all, Speaking of farm boy, he paid me a, well, sort of me, a very nice compliment, which is I bought that little buckskin maverick and I wanted to use him to pony horses or to, who knows. It's the horse that I bought that I felt sorry for. And I was like, just put him in the trailer. Just put him in the trailer. We'll see how it goes. I don't care. Just put him in the shop. Shut up. Put him in the trailer. 
I didn't try him out, anything like that. So I had ridden him once bareback and survived it, and he was totally good. And so I had a new racehorse that needed to go out into the arena. I was like, well, tack him up and let's see how he does. And so um, we're just walking him because he has some serious, like, soundness issues but so we keeping him out of walk he's nice and sound and so i said just get on him and walk him and we'll just follow you and he actually after we were done he looked at me sitting on the horse and he goes well jamie you know because he's a man of many words <laughs> i uh i think this little horse might work for you pretty good and i was like <laughs> oh <laughs> oh my god it's so great that's like the nicest thing i've ever said oh my god <laughs> so yay and then i had some i have some really interesting horses and i i wanted to mention this because this is something that you know how stupid do i have to be like how dumb am i how long have i been doing this how often have i been doing this so we have this horse that I've got these two horses here and it's kind of an interesting situation. So the owner of these horses suddenly passed away and it's one of those situations where she had two horses in her pasture that they really haven't done anything with. And this is the problem with not educating or upkeep having maintaining your horses is because if something happens to you, who knows what's going to happen to the horses? Well, the good news is horse and hound stepped in because one, one is a rate. They're both thoroughbreds stepped in and, and took them in, which is amazing, but we don't know anything about them. One of the horses raced up in his, they're both 11, supposedly, and one of them raced until he was nine. So he has a very long history race career. But once he retired a couple of years ago, went to the, the I guess, the owner uh, into her field and the other one was in, in the field as well. So horse and hound took both. This is where being stupid comes in because horse and hound and Nelda sent the horses to me to just, let's just figure it out. Let's see what they know, see what they're doing. So this horse that raced a billion times, I'm like, he's obviously going to be great because he's been ridden a ton and we put him in the round pen, join up all the, all the typical things I do, except for I'm having farm boy do it um, because we usually pick one. He gets to work when I work the other and the other one is an unknown. So I was like, this one will be great for you. Tax him up, bridles him, goes to longline him. And this horse is furious at having a bit in his mouth, just mad. And I was like, you know, it's a full cheek snaffle. Let me just move to the Monty bit. It's a little fatter, you know? And so we put that in. Nope, no, I'm not having it. And I'm just handing these to farm boy while he's in the pasture and in the, in the round pen. I was like, you know what? Still mad. Let's just take the bridle off and you can long line him with the dually. Just just a clip on the sides and just long line him with the dually. Again, this horse raced for nine years. Like, this shouldn't be a big deal. Clips on with the dually. And if, if he would pick up the right rein, that horse would rip his head to the left and just resisted and was just furious. And I was like, oh, man, what is going on with this horse? So I, I, I'm like, you know, well, let me let me take a look. And I walk out there. Dude, I didn't get but 10 feet away from the horse. And I was like, oh my God, the smell coming from this horse's mouth is ungodly. Like, like I was like, 
Fine, but did you not smell that when you were? He's like, I'm smelling thing. I'm like, oh, like how? Like, how did you not smell it? So we have taken everything off. We've left to put the horse out, and he's going to the clinic tomorrow. Thank God, horse and hound. They're just like whatever you need to do. If you ever want to donate to a rescue, donate to them because they are amazing. Like whatever I need done, she handles it. So I'm taking him up to the clinic, and he's so going to really get his didn't mouth See what on. was going on in there? Did you? It didn't matter. I, there's no way I could get closer and take a look. I lifted his lip a little bit and I was like, oh, oh. I don't understand how anybody could be so a nurse, a veterinarian, or a doctor. I don't care. Oh, my God. Well, you'll have to let us know what they find in that mouth. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> let us know what they find. I'm going right. to hand them the lead rope and be like, here you go. Bye-bye. <laughs> I'll be out here. A fallen section of fence can certainly throw a wrench in your day. Aside from a headache and repair bill, it might also allow your horses out and other creatures in. A fence is not unlike the intestinal barrier in this way. It needs to be strong and functional to keep the good bugs in and the bad bugs out. But what happens when you have a down section of fence or loosened tight junctions in the gut lining? Holes or leaks in your horse's intestinal barrier, known as leaky gut syndrome, can result in various health and welfare problems. It's not a small problem. Gut issues are the number one cause of premature death in horses. But there is something that you can do about it. Good nutrition and attention to gut health can help promote immunity, performance, healthy weight, nutrient absorption, and a positive attitude. For optimal health, ensure your feed includes Clostat, Butapearl, ZEQ, and Chemtrace Chromium from Chemin Equine. Visit Chemin.com slash Leaky Gut. That's Chemin.com slash Leaky Gut. Well, returning to the show, I think for her third time, we have Piper Close, and she does something that I think is absolutely one of the most fun things that can be done in the horse world, but that's coming from a horse husband. So, you know, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, So, Piper, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, you're now back for the third annual Rig Gig Competition. What is a Rig Gig Competition? So, the Rig Gig Competition is a group of people who like to uh, sort of brag about their ability to back a horse trailer. So it's sort of like a rodeo for horse trailers. Everybody has their own rig, whether it's a gooseneck or a bumper pull. There's two different categories that compete. So you're not competing against something that's bigger or easier than what you're used to. And we have a little obstacle course that I make up out of um, jump standards and put all kinds of banners on them from our sponsors. Sometimes there's bale, sometimes there's bales of hay around that they have to navigate around. There's a big blow up guy in the middle of the thing that from a tire sponsor that we have for raffles. And um, it concludes by having to back your rig into a straight on stall uh, without hitting any cones, without bumping any balls off the, t- the cones. Um, it's just, it's a big hoot. Oh, this must be hilarious to watch. It is. Last year we had somebody that just about ended up in the in the bushes in the creek. So um, <laughs> she was she actually got out of her trailer or out of her truck and ran around and was looking at how she could, and she kept making herself worse and worse. And she wasn't about to give up. Um, so her daughter was there, and she's always taught her daughter if you start something, you finish it, oh, you no. finish it right. So she was not about to give up. And she ended up getting the um, Drown Your Sorrows Award, which was a <laughs> bottle of whiskey. <laughs> That's appropriate. 
So you have horse husbands, you have mothers and fathers and competitors, anybody's. Absolutely. And we've added something new to it this year to kind of get more people involved who think they're too um, afraid to show their skills or their lack thereof. (laughs) So we're starting out with a trailer backing clinic. And um, Steve Lohek, who many of your listeners probably know, he hauls horses for a living. He is our judge. He's been our judge the last two years, but he is going to give a clinic on how to um, back your trailer. So that happens before the rig gig. You know, that's a good idea anyway, because nobody ever gets lessons from anybody who knows what they're doing. Exactly. It's just always, you know, try and fail, try and fail. And sorry, there's a bugle in there. And we end up with, uh, you know, broken gates and fences yep. from people hitting them. <laughs> I've never done that. Have you, Jamie? Have you ever broken anything back in your trailer? I, I'm sorry. I lost you. <laughs> I can't hear anything right now. Sorry. Come back to me. <laughs> That's the thing. None of us want to admit that we've uh, screwed up backing up. I, exactly. hit a light, I hit a light pole. I was backing up in the middle of a parking lot. And it was an empty parking lot. I had no excuse other than the light pole was in my kind of blind spot. So, ah. unfortunately, I didn't really break the light pole, but I did put a dent in a trailer bumper. Yeah, that's some... <laughs> so, that's why we say, we ask the question, do you curse in reverse? <laughs> yes. You know what's yes. hard, too, is having taken the trailer to a lot of campgrounds now. Some of them, they, for some reason, will not cut the trees down that are right on the either side of the entrance to the driveway to your site and the road is no more than one lane wide and you got to back your 35 foot trailer into it yeah we were at disney and of course disney's like 200 dollars a night to stay at their campground it's expensive and we went for a couple nights because i've always wanted to and i saw this enormous fifth wheel come in and it's a sport at campgrounds to all gather around and watch people try and back their trailers in it's a sport (laughs) so i said to jennifer come here that's huge they'll never get in one of these sites and we hear a lot of yelling, and we're watching from a distance through the trees. We hear a lot of yelling, and then all of a sudden we hear, crash! So we oh, know no. that one didn't go well. <laughs> oh, no. It's a yeah. thing backing up. It is. It it really is. I've seen it, it with boat trailers, too. Yes. When yes. people are they're the notoriously ramp. bad. Yeah, at the ramp. So it's, uh, it is a great lot of fun, and people love to jeer and just have a, a lot of fun with it. So it's a time trial and there are penalties that are given for knocking the ball off or dragging a cone under your truck or, and it's sort of when you get your cone, all of the cones have sponsors names on them. So the sponsors get their cones back and they sort of want the, the most beat up cone because it's sort of like, yeah, my logo got torn off. <laughs> it's a badge of honor. My logo got torn off of this thing. <laughs> this is funny. So is there penalties for how many times you have to go forward and backward? Or is it like you have to be like one take Johnny or can you just, is it about the end result? It's about the end result and time without penalties. Ah, or, you know, time. we take off time with penalties. We'll shave five seconds off or add five seconds on, I should say. And then, uh, so they get their cash prizes. Um, first prize is 250 bucks. Um, second prize is two. And third is one. I think that's how that goes. Maybe it's 150. And the trophies are fabulous. They are uh, ball hitches. <laughs> 
I love that. mounted mounted on a on a block that has a little little tag on it that tells about <laughs> their accomplishment. And so the worst gets the whiskey. So I'm I'm pulling for that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is terrific. I love this. I love that it's something different. Uh, and you do this at Tryon, right? And what's the date? It's September 16th. It's a week from Saturday. It is at Fence. And um, we, we're also offering, so there's tickets for the clinic. If you just want to do the clinic, you can stay for the rig gig and watch. We do, you know, hillside box lunches and, um, and then just, uh, you know, the awards party afterward. I feel and like we're you doing should do the for- clinic, the clinic afterwards, so you can send all the people who failed epically <laughs> in the, directly into the clinic. That's right. Well, we're hoping that people feel brave enough after the clinic that they'll enter the contest. We've probably got about a dozen drivers right now. Kind of an even split between gooseneck and bumper pull. This is a shame thing. People don't want to be shamed. <laughs> That's exactly right. We all know we suck at this. So, you know, it's there's a few people that think they're good at it. Jamie's probably pretty good. She hauls her horse trailer like seven times a week. So I, th- I think you get better at it. And I also think it depends on your farm. If you have a farm where you can drive in and park it and, and drive back yeah. out, don't have to back up. Yeah. Yeah. So when we go to campgrounds, I always look for the pull-through sites. <laughs> exactly. Yes. <laughs> where can people find out more about it or if they want to go watch? So uh, they can go to uh, the website sportinghounds.org. Sporting Hounds Foundation of Tryon uh, is a 501c3. They're putting on this rig gig for the third time. And the funds for all of this goes to uh, organizations that have sporting hounds uh, to help with any medical bills or rehoming, things like that. So it's for a very, very good cause. All right, horse husbands, get out there. You always say you know how to drive the rig. Now you can prove it. That's right. And all you women who drive it better than those guys (laughs) sign up. That's right. We had an ad a couple years ago. Will it be a he or a she who wins? Oh, has this? it been he's or she's the last two years? Um, let's see. Last year it was mostly men who no, won. No, but the I meant who won. It was. It was last year. It was uh, first places. I think were both men. Okay. The year before they were women. So oh. it gets. It, we get a good mix in there. All right. So this is the tie-breaking year, Jamie. That's it. Gender. It's, it's time to it's time to shut up and back up. <laughs> you have all great lines. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Piper. We appreciate you joining Thank us. Thank you. All right, take care. Join us. Okay, go online and look at the pictures. There's fun stuff on there. All right. Thanks, Piper. Thanks. Bye bye. Uh-huh. Bye bye. Wouldn't this be fun to do? There's so many jokes, like I things know. you can come up with. <laughs> she had them all too. <laughs> I, I don't know why this up. hasn't taken off. Don't you see this happening at a rodeo before the rodeo starts in the parking lot with all those guys? I mean, why not? Let's yeah. do it. This would be perfect for the cowboy for the for the farm boys of the world who think they throw, know. If you throw men, testosterone, competition, yes. and machines, something good. Or bad is going to happen. So, and we can just all watch. <laughs> all right, let's uh, 
let's uh, talk a little bit about State Line Tech, and then we're going to get to our next guest, who's the first of the hosts that we're going to have on from other Horse Radio Network shows this month. And Shire's Equestrian is on sale over at StatelineTech.com. Shire's has some of the most terrific, well-built products on the market today, and they have them all on sale right now at StatelineTech.com. You know, when Shire's first started, they had some blankets and stuff like that years ago. This is how long I've been doing this. Uh, They had some blankets and things like that years ago, but now they have pretty much everything. They have half pads, and they they have boots, and saddle pads, and girths, and just all kinds of stuff. And it's all well-made. They're known for putting out a terrific product, and you can find, let me see, oh my god, there's 11 pages of Shire's products right now on sale over at StatelineTech.com. Go to Carly, who she is part of the Equa Management Group here at Horse Radio Network and Equine Network, and they have a couple of podcasts she's going to tell us about. Well, the next guest is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. Carly is here, and Carly's part of Equa Management, which is part of Equine Network. Carly, what is Equa Management? Equine Management is a platform for equine veterinarians, vet techs, industry professionals. We talk about new research in um, the horse health field, as well as business and wellness advice for practitioners to help them improve their practice and help them improve their mental health working in this challenging field. So this is for the true equine health nerds. Yes, it is. And while we're targeted towards veterinarians, I think a lot of our health content is also interesting for horse owners who just want a little bit of a deeper dive into some of the Horse health topics that affect all of our horses. You know, my wife is a health nerd. I mean, she's just been that way her entire life. And I know that she listens to some of the shows because it does get a little more geeky than we do, like on our general shows. Yeah, definitely. And all of our, almost all of our content is produced by equine veterinarians. So you're getting the information directly from the most reliable source on the topic. Well, as it is, tell a friend September, and we're promoting podcasts here for the whole month of September. I wanted to talk to about, about the ones that you guys have. How many do you have as part of Equa Management? How many podcasts? Yes. Yeah, we have two podcasts. We have Disease Du Jour, which is about horse health topics, and we have The Business of Practice, which is about business and wellness topics. All right. Talk about Disease Du Jour. What's that one? Love it. (laughs) It's hard to say. (laughs) Yes. So this is our horse health podcast, um, and this airs twice monthly, every other Thursday. And every episode, we have a new practitioner come on to discuss a different horse health topic. So this can range from recent topics, including equine herpes virus, lacerations of her joints, equine asthma, equine wobbler syndrome. And we have some great guests that join us, like Dr. Nathan Slovis, Dr. Nimit Brown, Dr. Philip Van Hereveld. Um, these episodes are about 30 minutes long. We discuss all sorts of different medical conditions. We talk about what the condition is, how practitioners should diagnose and treat these conditions, how they should communicate with clients about these conditions. Um, And it really gives a great deep dive into some topics that you might know about, but you maybe don't know the full story. Um, And it really just highlights some important information for practitioners as well as horse owners. Gotcha. And you know, this one is nice too, because if you subscribe to Disease Du Jour on your podcast player and just download, you know, just have it 
download all the episodes. When you have an issue that you want to look up because every episode is a separate thing, you can just scroll, find it, and and go to that episode that's talking exactly about what you're dealing with right now. Yeah, definitely. And they're only about 30 minutes long, so it's great to get a lot of information on a very manageable chunk of time. You know, we all want to know a little bit about all the stuff, but when you have something happen, you want to know a lot about that one thing, right? So this gives you an easy, quick way just to go find it. If you have it downloaded to your phone, you can just scroll through and find it and just go go check out that one episode that involves, you know, in in Jamie's case right now, Trench Mouth uh, on the one horse she's dealing with. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a thing, Trench Mouth? I made that up. Or what about the other podcast? So the Business of Practice is also twice monthly. It airs every other Tuesday. And on this podcast, we talk about business solutions for equine vets and practice owners. We talk about wellness advice um, occasionally to help, you know, sort of practitioners coping with some of the mental struggles that come with this challenging field. Um, And we talk about the financial side of equine practice as well. So we have some great guests on this podcast. Recently, we had Dr. Amy Grace, who was talking about processes and policies that practitioners should implement in their practice. Um, We recently had Dr. Kelly Zetonian on talking about finding and firing clients. Um, And we also recently spoke with Dr. Lisa Kivett, who discussed handling satisfied clients and setting boundaries. So this podcast is definitely geared more towards veterinarians and that students who are going to be entering the field. Um, And it's just a great way for them to gain some more business knowledge about equine practice, because I know a lot of vets are very tied up in the horse side of it, and maybe they're not the best business people. Yeah, and you know, right now we've talked a lot on the show about the the shortage of equine vets. So I'm glad that there's a uh, podcast out there talking about the topics they have to deal with. Uh, yeah, we actually talked about that in a recent episode as well um, about the Equine Veterinary Sustainability Initiative pioneered by the AAP, and we had Dr. Rob Franklin on the podcast that episode. He's the president of the American Association of Equine Practitioners, so that's very top of mind on this podcast. What's Equimanagement's website? Equimanagement.com. That was easy. Equimanagement, and you can find both podcasts mm-hmm. on there. Of course, you can find the Business of Practice and Disease Du Jour on any podcast player as well. Carly, thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for being part of the podcast community here at Horse Radio Network. Yeah, thank you. Well, I didn't quite finish telling you all about the horses that I had because I've got one that is an interesting case to me. And I thought this is so crazy, but it probably happens to a lot of people, Glenn. And I think about so. So I told you about those two horses that were left in a yard and the owner passed away and the rescue <laughs> took them. The one horse has the, as you called it, trench mouth, <laughs> which I I've never that. heard. That's so weird. I wonder if that's but, actually a thing. There's trench foot. I just figured there had to be trench mouth. Well, probably. If anybody knows, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, this horse came and he's... Uh, the oh, wait thing- a minute before you go on. Trench mouth is a painful form of gum swelling gingivitis. Okay, well, there you go. See, I didn't make it up after all. (laughs) You kind of did. You just happened to get lucky with Google. (laughs) So this, the other horse that was in pasture, 
uh, Nelda said, if you could take a look at his tattoo, then we can do the research. So she sent him to me and she was like, I don't know anything about this horse. We know nothing. We know uh, the one thing that she was told was they were born at the same time. and They're the same age. So she's like, if you could take a look at his tattoo and we'll figure it out. Oh, it's okay. So I get him home and I'm like, oh, I can't really tell at all anything about this. Wait a second. There's no tattoo. There's not a tattoo. This horse is not tattooed. So at this moment, I have this horse that has no name. He, his teeth do say he's 11. So I have a no name, 11 year old potential thoroughbred gelding who is like, I don't know anything about, I don't know if he's ever done anything ever, ever. He is 11 years old. So I was like, well, I mean, I start him all the same. So I started him just the exact way. And the first day I got a saddle on him and he was pretty freaked out about the saddle pad. But I just moved slow and got everything on and he was fine. Uh, long uh, to put everything on him and then long lined him and no, nothing crazy, you know. And then the next day I bellied him, which is, you know, farm boy will give me a leg up and I'll just ride around him on my belly. So if anything happens, I can just slide right off and be done with it. So I bellied him and he was kind of like, Oh God, what are you doing? And then he was fine. I walked him around and, and then the day three, I, I throw a leg over after bellying him a couple more times and get on him and okay, kind of get a little pony ride. And day four, she lets me, he lets me go and I'm riding him around. No problem. In the round pen, and then day five, which is the second proper ride, I took him out in the arena yesterday and, like, jumped him over crossrails. I mean, he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's not adverse to doing things. And he's kind of one of those horses with, like, the pole, just a pole on the ground. When I was long, I long-lined him out in the arena, and he was like, there's a pole, there's a pole. Oh, my God, I can't get near that. Oh, wait. Okay, I can go over it. Nothing happened. And then now he trots over poles. Like, it's no big deal. So it's one of those horses that's like, I don't know what it is, but like, I mean, you haven't lied to me yet. So like every, okay, just give him a second to figure it out. And he do, does it. So all of this going on. And I was like, this is so unique to have a horse that I don't know the name of. I don't know the history of. I don't know anything about. And I'm tasked with finding it all out see what he knows, and to get him adoptable. And he is sound. He is a lovely mover. It's because he, he never raced. <laughs> beautiful. I mean, but I don't, and then I was like, this is so weird to have this situation. And I mean, as a trainer it is, but then I started thinking like people buy horses out of like kill pens and all this stuff all the time and have no idea. Yeah, I mean, Scooter, I had no idea. You have no idea yeah. what they know or what they don't know. So maybe it's not that unique, but it certainly is for somebody in my, but people send me horses to train. I at least know the history or even their race history. You know, I don't know what their life has been like, but I know what the history of but their. You know what the basic training that all race horses go through, right? Yeah. So. But I don't even know if he went through any of this at yeah. all. But well, point he was is, not tattooed, which kind of tells you he didn't, right? No, that means he never actually raced, but he could have been started yeah. and then sent to the track and just never raced because they don't get their first tattoo unless they're actually going into a race. Ah, okay. uh, at least they have to have a tattoo for their first race. And he's 11, so now they microchip. They don't even do tattoos anymore. But the problem, the, the uh, 11 years ago, they didn't have microchips. Are you going to have to get a microchip reader now? 
No, they have one at Horse and Hound. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so because they're not tattooed anymore, and she. Ha- so here's the the problem is we can't put him on the Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance adoption pages, which is what a lot of these horses get adopted through, because he's not. We don't have any information on proof, proof of him that he being is a, a racehorse. <laughs> yeah, we don't have any proof. So it's going to take somebody extra special to adopt him. But I really like I really like this one. He's very green. He doesn't know a ton, but he's really one of those that's like, I'll try it. I got it. I got it. Okay, I can do it. You know, like, not like I'm going to hurt you because I hate humans. Like, not at all like that. He's just kind of one of those. So anyway, I named him because he needed the name. Oh, no. <laughs> so I named him Mysterio. So Mysterio. I was like, it's I, I sticking was like, with well, the theme, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. It's a mystery. So Mysterio and he's a superhero. So there it is. Or a criminal, one of those. Yeah. Um, was he a good or bad one? I can't remember. He I not don't want to spoil it, but he's kind of a bad guy. But his name was appropriate. So anyway, we went with that. So if anybody wants some more information, you can see all of these videos and all of these horses that I've been talking about on my horses uh, my Facebook page, which is Flyover Farm Jamie Jennings. Certified Monty Roberts instructor. Make sure you get the right one. There it is. So that's it. You can see all these horses there, and uh, they're all available for adoption for the most part. So let me know. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race. In Jamie's Weird News. I asked Glenn, I said, has it been like a month since I did Weird News? Because I had so many submissions. To No, it's been a week. It's just been a really been a weird exciting, week. <laughs> weird week. And I would like to thank these people. So if you see a Weird News a story and you're like, oh, my God, that's so weird. Email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news in the subject line so I know what it's going for. Um, so can I would I, like uh, to. Can I ask you before you get started? Did you get 5,000 submissions of the airplane one? Um, the person who sent me the airplane one said you probably got 5,000 submissions right, of me, it, let me but get I only some got one. loud backing music ready for when you could do that story because it's freaking gross. Oh, it's not that bad. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it so it's not like I, to me, the bad breath horse was the gross part of this, <laughs> the day. Um, but I would like to think of the, Lindsay, Stephanie, Laura, Anna, Rosemary, Sarah, Laureen, Laurie, Jennifer, Delia, April, Jocelyn, Nancy, Nicole, Julie, Sherry, and Lindsay, all for a different Lindsay. For Good all Lord, you guys need a me. job or something. <laughs> just like. I think it's just that kind of week. But I will tell you that more than 10 of these sent me the same story. Oh, okay. And I'm going to text you a picture, which you can't look at till okay. I tell you to look at it. Okay, so okay. let me text it to you right now. I just took a picture of the um, my computer screen, so it's not great. But uh, we're going to start in, let's see. Where is this one? It's got to be a Lake Mary, Florida. Of course, you're starting in Florida. Of course, I think that Florida. You're going to see Florida a few times uh, throughout this. Um, there was a kid. He was 13, 13 years old. He is thirteen. He was watching TV on Sunday at about five p.m. and his dog Bruno started barking. And he was like, "Bruno, shh, quiet. Bruno, hush. I'm trying to watch TV." What is he? And then they heard some noise and he walked over to where they have, because in Florida, everybody has a screened in patio, right? And he walks over to the, the door leading out to the patio and he looks out there and there is a freaking 
bear that has ripped a hole with his claws through through the screen and made his way in. What's what's unique about this bear, Glenn? It has three legs. Really? It's a three-legged bear that broke into the patio by ripping a hole in the screen. So the kid, what did he do? Started filming. (laughs) (laughs) So you didn't see the video for this. Joseph starts uh, filming and you can hear him say, oh, my God, there's a literal bear in our patio. I've never been this close to a bear. Look how big it is. So the bear starts making his way through the patio and finds they have a, an aquarium and and takes oh no. all the fish food and doesn't eat the fish, starts eating all the fish food. OK. And meanwhile, he's still going. Then they have an outdoor refrigerator. How old and was the, the kid, by the way? Do we know? 13. 13. 13. <laughs> of course. A 13-year-old would stay in with the bear to get a film. I'm just kidding. Yeah. He, was, he was on the other side of the wall. He was just filming through the window, Glenn. Oh, and uh, so the bear goes up to the patio refrigerator, takes his hand, reaches out, puts his claws on the door, and pulls open the door to the refrigerator, which what is in the refrigerator? Beer. <laughs> But it doesn't want the beer, Glenn. What does it do? It grabs two white claws. <laughs> He's and particular. A claw. <laughs> he likes a claw. They say he took a mango and a strawberry. Um, he goes, that, it's so cool. He could open the fridge like that. Wait a second. I should probably be concerned about this. Once he realized that Bear could open the refrigerator, he was like, you know what? He might open the house door. (laughs) I probably should call someone. And so he started to panic. Then his dog started barking. And the bear hustles out of there, runs away, left the beer in the dust, Uh, and took off. He didn't Um, even get his white claw first? Didn't even take the white Uh, claws, which ironic claw, right claw, that's what he went for. I the irony of that. Yeah, there you go. And um, apparently the area, he's a very well-known bear in the area named Tripod. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he was caught in a bear trap and lived. I know. Yeah. Crazy. We're getting a lot. I have a ring doorbell. And when you have a ring doorbell, you actually on the app can sign up for the neighborhood you live in. So everybody else that wants to share their doorbell things can do that. Oh, God. So you can choose to do that or not. Um, But in our neighborhood, which is about, you know, that's pretty good size. uh, In the back of the neighborhood, they've been seeing bears every day in the yard, on the porches. Uh, So the bears are within a mile of our house. (laughs) So they're making their way through the neighborhood, apparently. I want to hear a Florida man story with you involved. That is my life goal. (laughs) I I already had a Black Panther. Now you want a bear. Okay, we're going to move really far away and uh, wait, no, we're not. We're going to stay in Florida. (laughs) Florida man. It always starts with so-and-so officials arrested a Florida man. Uh, This this guy, Glenn, actually, we have had him in the weird news before because he has attempted this three separate times in 2021, 2016, and 2014. And I, I remember doing this last year. It's a guy who has fashioned out of like metal it look it look imagine a round bell feeder okay metal round bell feeder but on the sides it's a hamster wheel okay so it's like he's inside this hamster wheel with floating floating devices and oars and it's a it's a it's a vessel 
sea, sort of seaworthy vessel that is powered by him running on this hamster wheel and it churns and goes through the water. Well, this dude has decided that his life mission, he's raising money for homeless people is what he says. Um, he decided to get in this 44 years old. He was wanted to run to London. So he left Florida in this makeshift hamster wheel and started running and he was going to run across the ocean. I, across the Atlantic? Yeah, yeah. He's going to run to London no. on the ocean in this hamster wheel thing that he has fashioned. Did he look at the weather? There's like a major hurricane in the middle of the yeah, Atlantic no, there's right now. not a whole lot smart <laughs> involved in Florida Man here. His name is Riza, and he is facing federal charges after he was rescued 70 miles off Tybee Island, Georgia. So he didn't make it he very make it far. far. <laughs> um, they, they, the um, Coast Guard says... Based on the condition of the vessel, which was afloat as a result of wiring and buoys, they determined it was <laughs> that he was, quote, conducting a manifestly unsafe voyage. So they, so they arrested him for being him. a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. So they pull their boats up to him. OK, so it's like a basically a giant metal drum with inflatable buoys on each side with a paddle on the inside. And he's just got to run on this hamster wheel and he's running. And uh, so they pull him over. They're like, all right. Time to get out. Let's go. And he was like, if you come and get me, I'm going to kill myself with this knife. I have a knife. And they were like, just, okay, just get out. Just get out. I've got a bomb. I've got a bomb in here. I'm not afraid to use it. This is so Mr. Florida, man. Come, come on. Let's just get out. Just get out. We, we know who you are. This is a thing. Like, just get out. <laughs> They've caught him so many times trying to do this. Like, anybody is not going to notice. So it's like floating by. Uh, anyway, so he has been arrested. He does say he has raised a lot of money for homeless people. But most importantly, he will, quote, never give up, give up on his dreams. I'll never give up on my dreams. They stopped me four or five times, but I never give up. You know, right. it is kind of amazing that he made it 70 miles. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> think oh. about it. Uh, one day I just felt like running. Like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave Florida for a minute, and Yay. we are going to go to Nebraska. You know, we had a hurricane Nebraska. last week. It's been a tough couple of weeks here, all right? Yeah, exactly. Nebraska, a man is driving down the road, and he calls 911, and he's like, hey, you guys, there's a guy driving on the wrong side of the highway. This is in Lancaster County, Nebraska, okay? Uh, and there's a video of when the police came up and they see the guy drive driving on the, uh, he, the the call said I'm on Highway 77, I'm going north and there's somebody on the wrong side of the road. This guy almost ran me off the road. It was gnarly. It was like a lot. Well, enter police video of them pulling over somebody. And they pull him over and the guy, the guy's on the phone and the officer says, do you know why I stopped you? Uh, am I on the wrong side of the road? It was the same guy that made the call. <laughs> he was the one on the wrong side of the road oh and he was calling to report everybody else okay, who was on the wrong side. <laughs> Man. You are one pathetic loser. Uh, sir, why are you on the wrong side of the road? Um, he replied, I think I'm missing my exit. <laughs> <laughs>
funny. There you go. By the way, he looks drunk. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I know you're shocked. Okay, we're going to do Glenn's favorite story because this oh. is a Delta Airlines flight. I'll keep it clean, Glenn. Uh, <laughs> it was going from Atlanta to Barcelona. And they get in the air and they're two hours in heading across the ocean. And somebody apparently experienced diarrhea. And it didn't just happen in the bathroom or at the seat. This person experienced diarrhea, quote, all the way through the plane. I don't know what I've, I've tried to find out. Was it, was it like a lady in a dress? Was it just somebody without their clothes on? I don't know what happened. Was it leaking out his shoes? I don't know. Believe it or not. I tried to deep dive and get some more information, but apparently the pilot talking to the air traffic control is all we can get which is they call the air traffic control. Uh, yes, uh, we've had a, we have a biohazard issue. We've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. <laughs> so we need to come back to Atlanta. So he had to turn around and fly all the way back. Could you imagine being the guy with the diarrhea and you've ruined a flight How all the way? How embarrassing is that? I mean, he didn't oh. choose to have diarrhea. He or she, we don't know. Oh, we don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, we don't know. This this person had uh, two, two hours into the eight-hour transatlantic flight. They had to reroute the plane. Then to get this, they had to use the same plane. So what they did is they just ripped out. This must have been really bad because they ripped out all the carpet from like the entire middle aisle all the way down and they ripped yeah, what out else all are you the gonna carpet. do at this point? <laughs> i know they in a veil on their hands and knees are they gonna take it. the seats out too <laughs> i don't know what they did but I, it reminds me of the time that chad was he wasn't in first class he was like behind first class in that bulkhead seat you know the first seat and there's a person behind him and the, the plane hasn't taken off yet and everybody's kind of sitting getting their seats and there's a guy behind him coughing a lady behind him coughing <laughs> And coughs so much. And all of a sudden, one giant cough and like barf of blood Ooh. shot out of this person's mouth oh and painted God. the back of the seats. He didn't oh have any on his uniform. Like he was like inside the bed. There was blood everywhere from this person who like coughed and puked. Talk about biohazard. Well, yeah, it was. They had to disembark and get a different plane because that's a. They had hazmat crews come in. He was like, "I've never seen anything like it." It was like hazmat crews, like the Ghostbusters, you know, coming well, through. Yeah, Lord knows what this woman had. She's throwing up blood. Oh, gross. Okay, so there you go. That's the. That's the. Do you the, have a that, clean story, story we can end with? All right, then I have to end with this one because everybody sent it to me, and right. I want you to look at the text message okay. I sent you. Just a snapshot okay. of the video. Of the situation of a man and Omaha. <laughs> what is it? Northwest of Omaha, Nebraska, a man uh, was driving down the street and multiple people called the police and the police came and because people were like, there's a guy driving with a cow, cow in his car. He's got a cow in his car. This is and not a cow. <laughs> Okay, I got, he's like I had I had thought about it. Oh wait, no, that's that's him. Um, 
So the police said that they were expecting to pull over a man with a small calf in his car, but that is not the situation. Mm, no. It's a Crown Victoria that has had like an old police cruiser that's had the top uh, like passenger side completely removed. The windshield, the top of the roof. He basically cut the car in half on the top. 2,500-pound <laughs> bull. Longhorn bull. It's not a longhorn, Glenn. No? It's half longhorn, half Watusi. And if you've ever seen a Watusi, <laughs> yes, they even have longer horns. They even have bigger <laughs> horns. So imagine, like, the Watusi has the big, giant, fat ones that kind of curve around, and then the longhorns have the really long ones. So this one has kind of a little bit of both. His name is Howdy Doody. He's a regular <laughs> attraction at parades and fairs throughout Nebraska. And um, the police pulled him over. Apparently, he had thought about having this idea of making a vehicle so he could drive Howdy Doody around. See, but his granddaughter said, that's a terrible idea and you shouldn't do it. He says, quote, so I had to show her grandpa could do it. It might have been a bad idea, but I did it anyway. <laughs> you know this grandfather. <laughs> oh, my God. This you thing know, is I enormous. The horns are at least four feet long. Uh, the thing, as you said, weighs over a ton. But first of all, it puts that car's weight limit way out of whack. It's leaning no, to he, one side. <laughs> he prepped it, Glenn. He said he had done some stuff to it. Um, he changed the um, tires and the removed the passenger side and, and framed up the suspension okay. and all let's, that. Let's talk about the obvious thing here. We can't get compliant lovely horses loaded in horse trailers <laughs> that have worm flooring, bedding, food, room, air, you know, fans blowing on them. And this guy gets this 2,500 pound cow wedged into a grand or grand Vic. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I don't know. There is like a little like side rail thing that's kind of keeping him in, but no, this is ridiculous. So if you guys are wondering what this looks like, if you haven't seen it yet, or if you're one of the 9 million people who sent it to me and you haven't, you're not one of those people, uh, go in and just Google cow in car yep. and you will see a picture <laughs> of it. And it is amazing. <laughs> Again, I don't know how he got that thing in there. It's wedged uh, in too. Not a lot of room to move around. Although they, all it, it takes is the thing looking to the left and it's going to crack his windshield. That's what I thought. Focus, focus eye out. <laughs> Unreal. Well, hey, if it, you guys do come across a weird news story uh, and you're like, oh, man, that's weird, uh, send it to me, Jamie at horseradionetwork.com, J A M I E at horseradionetwork.com with the weird news in the subject line. Again, just like Lindsay, Stephanie, Laura, Anna, Rosemary, Sarah, Laureen, Laurie, Jennifer, Delia, April, Jocelyn, Nancy, Nicole, Julie, Sherry, and Lindy all did. And if you want to send in really bad ads for Friday, because we're giving away the prizes on Friday over $500 worth, send them to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. You have till Thursday night to do that. So get your ads in to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com, and you will be eligible for the prize drawing that we will be doing here on Friday morning. And we're going to be playing some trivia on Friday. We're going to do that monthly. You're not here on Friday. Lisa's going to be filling in. Yes, uh, I'm going to hang with, with Dad. Can I go pop over to Atlanta? And hang with dad and take it take him to a braves game there you go that sounds like fun but we will be here lisa will be here ashley is going to run the trivia for us so she could put the questions together we have a couple auditors playing and we're going to do that once a month we kind of miss doing that uh so we're going to bring that back no prizes for trivia you're just playing for the honor of uh beating us that's what you're playing for uh, which doesn't <laughs> sound real hard actually. Check. <laughs> that's right <laughs> jamie's writing that one out to you tomorrow 
Spade Hang on, auditors. We're going to talk about being old. Something I'm good at. I get better at it every day. <laughs> Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. Hey, before we get into the old thing, can I give you a quick update on the property, on the land? Yes, please. Oh, uh, so we you remember me talking about Zach. Everybody needs a Zach, right? He's uh, the guy that's clearing our property and does a little bit of everything. So he's done all the property. Everybody knows Zach. He's just a good old boy. So uh, Zach, I talked to him the other day, and he's got a. We went over over the weekend. He's got about seventy percent of it cleared, and we're really happy with how it looks because we really had no idea. Uh, it does have a flat spot at the top, and then it it, it fades off, kind of like your property actually in the back there. Uh, although our hill is not as big as yours. <laughs> Um, so it's a perfect spot for the barn and the house, exactly where we thought. Zach did warn us before we went over that he killed a seven-foot rattlesnake uh, while he was clearing the front part of the property. <sighs> so we were very careful where we stepped. <laughs> Bears and rattlesnakes are going to be, you're going to be a weird news story. It's gonna be, <laughs> there's going to be rattlesnakes coming in riding a bear. It's we walked be awesome. through that property where you couldn't see the ground. So we probably stepped over snakes, but it's uh, looking good. He, they, he's supposed to have it done probably this week, and then he's going to seed. We can seed, believe it or not, grass seed in this time of year in Florida. That's crazy. It still has a couple of months to grow, so that'll happen. And uh, so we're progressing. The fence guy will then come in what and do the perimeter defense. And she, you have to ask Jennifer that. I am not in charge of grass. That's not my, <laughs> that's not my department. Uh, but we did also order the barn, so that should be. And then Jennifer's now dealing with zoning. Oh my god. Those people are just crazy. They just have 45 million rules about everything. So hey, I do want to point out something yeah. too, because you're talking about ordering buildings. I talked a little bit about the drama of the ordering my buildings and I dealt with a guy named Kevin all the time. And Kevin, you know, everybody needs Kevin. Kevin was amazing. Kevin was great. And then one day I called back to order the final building and I was dealing with what I now know was Kevin's dad. Oh. Okay. So it's, it's a dad and two sons that run okay structures, which built all my new buildings. And I talked about how, uh, the fact it's that a clever that, play on the name, isn't it? They're Oklahoma okay. structures. Okay. <laughs> structures for works it both ways. Yeah, exactly. So they they bring the buildings and and they, I I'm talking to the to the guy who they, he's like I was like wait you're the guy that was talking to me about the windows. He was like I just don't understand why you need windows on a structure that has no wall on one side. And I was like you obviously don't have horses. Let me tell you a little something. The opening is going to be facing the south. However, in the summertime the gets really stuffy in these buildings and to be able to open the windows and create a cross breeze will encourage the horses to go and stand in the shade. And he was like, Oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, exactly. You didn't think about it. You gave me a hard time about it. And I'm talking to him like with his sons there. And I was like, y'all from now on, do not let your daddy answer the phone. Okay. <laughs> y'all handle all the calls, Kevin, and you guys handle everything. And so I talked about it. We had a lot of fun. They were great. They put everything up. It was awesome. Um, but they look I good. You posted pictures. They look good. I did. And I. this is what I want to talk about is all of these awesome listeners who I talked about this and every single person didn't say a word other than, oh, my 
my God, I love the windows in there. My <laughs> bitches will spite me for me. It's awesome. It's like, they were like, well, let's just, hopefully this guy sees it and we're going to comment on how great idea the windows were. And all of y'all, I felt y'all. Okay. I know you have my back. And I loved it. Well, you know, what's funny is after you said that, when we were doing the barn design, it's kind of part of it's enclosed and part of it's open. That's how they do it in Florida. And you put your stalls in the open part to get air, right? Well, the one side of the open part, which is almost 40 feet long, has one wall, right? And the stalls go in the other side. But there's a wall to protect for for serious winds and rain and stuff. And I said to Jennifer, we need to put two windows on that side. So we did. And the guy at the barn place said... You're putting windows on the solid wall side? And I said, yes, we are, because that's what my co-host said to do, and that's what we're doing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Well, and you can open them to get air and light. It just gives more light, too. So, yeah, yeah, so that all because of you. It cost me an extra $500 getting that barn built. Well, my windows were only a 120 piece, so... I'll take two. So that's the update on the property. Uh, we'll we'll keep you informed on what's happening. I know Jennifer spent a lot of time with the county on the phone this morning. So well, and I have now spent all my money from my insurance. So, oh, so you're done. On, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. All right, you might be old if I found this a meme on Facebook, and uh, this is one of those things where you give yourself one point for everything you've done. Okay, okay, so let me, let me, I've got yep, a pen gonna, and paper here. Oh, you don't have to. You've, <laughs> you write down easy. everything you haven't done, okay? It'll be much easier. Okay, you okay. tell me what you haven't done either. All right, I will. But I think we're pretty close. I think we're going to be good on both, all of these. Uh, used a rotary phone. You might not have done that. Of course I've used a rotary phone. Okay, I mean, well, my grandma had them too, you know. We both used floppy disks. Uh, yep. for, for you youngsters, that's what came pre-modern computers. <laughs> And they held about 10 lines of data. Uh, used a typewriter. Yeah. yeah. I actually took typing class in, in high school on a typewriter. I got out of typing class, but I was supposed to. I flunked it. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I didn't take it. Taking pics with a film camera. Well, you got to yeah. be, uh, be under 20 to not have done that. That's weird. Okay. Uh, Listen to music on a CD. Well, that's not even that old. I'm not giving. Yeah. yeah. Made now this one. Yeah, you got to be a little older. Made a mixtape. Oh yeah. I mean, I I still I would make the mixtapes, but include the DJ talking, and then I would learn what the DJ said and pretend to be a DJ. You really did want to be a radio dude, didn't you? I did. (laughs) That's funny. Mixtapes. You're under thirty. You're over thirty. You made mixtapes, maybe. I don't know. Uh, owned a Walkman. Who didn't? Yeah. I mean, come on. We all owned a Walkman. It was the it was the modern. It's the only way you could listen to music while you were walking. Okay, well, I don't have any tick marks for either one of us. I don't either. <laughs> listen to music on a boombox. Do you want to know? I still have the boombox. Do you really? Oh, I do. I still have the boombox. It still works. It's still you can put your mixtape in there um, because it's it was cassette, <laughs> but I still so, have the boombox. So box. here's here's the discussion that I had recently with my family regarding the boombox. Okay, this is not my family. This is Chad's family because they texted something about it, and I, I don't know how it came up. Anyway, so when I was growing up in Atlanta, remember I grew up in the city of Atlanta proper. Uh, they weren't called boomboxes. They had a different name. Really? And I said this, and everybody was like, no, that's that's not a thing, or that must be an Atlanta thing. And they weren't called boomboxes, Glenn. They were called ghetto blasters. Yeah, I've heard that, too. In the cities, they were called that. 
Okay, because we had ghetto blasters, not, and they were like, we've never heard of that ever in my entire life. Ghetto blasters. Because they used to walk thing. around with them on their shoulders. I mean, it seems a little bit of a racist thing to say, but that's what they were called back then in the 80s. They were ghetto blasters. You just, yeah, you. You walked, they, you walked around with it on your shoulder and the thing and weighed about 40 pounds. <laughs> I had a red ghetto blaster that I would record from the radio on. <laughs> oh, here comes here comes a Brian Adams song. I love it. All right, everybody. It's 72 degrees. Oh, do you remember how cool it was to have the first radio or, or boom box that you could record off of a... It was amazing technology that you the could record. The two tape decks. Yes, that you could record something from off of the radio was amazing That's how you thing. make mixtapes. You played... Yeah. One yeah. song and you hit record on yep. the other. Oh my God, we're 150. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, rented a movie from Blockbuster. Yeah, again. I rented movies from Turtles. Okay. <laughs> so. I rented movies from the tiny little store that I can't even remember the name of. Uh, and they always had the back room for the adult movies. There was the oh, back room. Oh, yeah, there was the that adult. section. Blockbuster didn't have that section, but uh, the little stores all had that section because I swear they made 90% of their money off of that section. Uh, Learned cursive writing. Do they even teach that anymore? L- yeah, L- Lucas' school does it, and he learned it, and he actually prefers to write in cursive. He writes everything in cursive, so they still do You can't read my that. cursive writing. I have to print. You can't even can't read that, so <laughs> I can't read it. Um, played an Atari. Yeah, you got to be over 35 to to play, have played the original yeah, Atari. Atari. Yeah. So, so far, we're Do you know old. what my favorite game in Atari was? We had a, an Intellivision, which was even like the cheap version. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, You're right. I had that too. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had a <laughs> oh game my called... My, my favorite game was called Kool-Aid Man. And what you did was you had... To, it was a haunted house with a bunch of ghosts in it. And you had to go find in this house. You had to find... And of course, it's like the worst pixelation ever. You had to go find the sugar and find the packet and find the pitcher and find the sink. And then you had to make your Kool-Aid all while being chased by ghosts. That had to be... Uh, did I dream that? Was that real? It's one <laughs> of those things I'm like, there's no way that was an actual game. And I would make... And as soon as you got the Kool-Aid all made, the Kool-Aid man would bust the window. Bust the wall. <laughs> I don't Why remember do I that one? That. <laughs> Why? That Why do I? I don't know. Do you know when we bought our uh, big farm for our period of time when we had a big farm? Uh, the house was huge, and it was way over what we needed. Uh, but in the basement, they had a game room, and it came with a space invade, the full-size Space Invaders game. Uh, that was right out, you know, it was the full size. Like the arcade game? Arcade game, weighed like 5,000 pounds, still worked. still there. I played a lot. It's still there. You could never gotten it out of the basement. We sold the house with it. <clears throat> um, had a MySpace account. That's one, I have a check, check there. I never had a MySpace account. Well, you weren't old enough or young enough. I was too old. I mean, you were I too think. old and <laughs> yes, not young I enough. Think. So I started my entire career on MySpace. That was like what we did. That's how I bro- broke up with the guy before I met Chad. It was because I had my work computer up and he checked his MySpace on my laptop and didn't close it out. And when I went to open my laptop, it was his MySpace page and there were all these inappropriate messages with women. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Side note, that guy sucked. <laughs> Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's why when people say MySpace, I think of fucking Mark and no, him being break, a cheater. That was pre-breaking up by text because we didn't have that kind of phone in that time. <laughs> I printed all of the messages up and I went to his house and I was like, hi, my name is Kimberly. And I started reading them to him. And he was like, I didn't, I'm like, you're the fucking done, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> How about ordered from Columbia House? 
We weren't allowed to, but we had a neighbor who did Explain it. what Columbia House is. So you would order like 12 CDs for a penny? Do you know what that is? Do you remember this? Yes, and then they would automatically start sending you other CDs then, for full price. <laughs> exactly. You gave them your credit card number, and then they would send you, and the shipping and handling was more than the CDs. And so, but you could get the 12 for a penny. And my name, my neighbor Robin Lawler figured out how to cancel after he got his 12 CDs, and he did it multiple times. You get 12 <laughs> CDs for a penny. And I think he would cancel a credit card. I don't know what he would do. I can't remember. I think he would write a check. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, days. he had like 9 billion CDs that he got for like four pennies. <laughs> Columbia House. God, I haven't thought about that in a long time. How about if you had an Encyclopedia Britannica, which we did, which my mom and dad bought from the people that came to the door. To the door, yeah. Yeah. The problem with with encyclopedias was a year later they were out of date. So they would always come back trying to sell you the update to the encyclopedia. Uh, I wonder whatever happened. Is there any sets of those still left that aren't in a museum? Had an AOL address. We all had AOL addresses. We all... I never had AOL. Really? Oh, you I mean, get a I tick? Didn't, I get a tick. I never had. I mean, we had the, the ding CDs would come in the mail all the time. Yes, but I that's still what I use yes. Hotmail. So oh. it's almost like it counts. Do you still have your Hotmail address? Yes. <laughs> but all my emails are Hotmail because now I'm like, you know what? I'm retro. You know, I have a Yahoo that I've had, I don't know, 30 years or whatever Yahoo started, and I use that for all my junk. That's what I use as the junk address. Oh, do you know what's funny is I was trying to get my baseball tickets for this weekend, the Braves tickets, and they... I had to, they sent it to my, I had to create an account and they sent it, the Atlanta Braves sent it to my, they looked me up by name, I guess, and sent it to my name and and the, the, the tickets never came to me. And so I called yesterday and I was on the phone with this guy forever. And he was like, I don't understand. I was like, you know what? Search my maiden name, Jamie Massey. So he's like, searches it. And he was like, oh yeah, I went to your email address. And I was like, I don't have it. And he's like, let me look up your email address. Oh, so they did a search and it pulled up my email address, Jamie at all the hits Q100.com. <laughs> I haven't worked at that radio station for 20 years. He was like, okay, well, you just need to log on to your email. I was like, that's not even the radio station anymore. No. You you don't even, like, you live in Atlanta. Have you ever heard of that? And he was like, no, I've never heard of that one. I was like, exactly. So it's not a radio station anymore. I can't access my, he was like, you don't have to. Just sign into it and it'll give it to you. And I was like, the fuck I'm supposed to remember my password from 20 years ago? Well, and it, all told, I still use the same password for everything. So I was able to log on. And they were like, sorry, this expired. You're going to have to update your password. So then we've, we've emailed your account to give you <laughs> the security code. To, I was like, never mind. Never. I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I got it. I got it figured out. But I was like, oh, my God, I haven't thought of that email in, in 20 years. <laughs> well, it's a business email. They would have canceled it, right? So Yeah, I yeah. mean, but we emailed it. I was like, well, that went to... S- Space. (laughs) Where that went. Uh, A couple of these are just, uh, I don't think you have to be that old. Like, well, uh, used a phone book. Uh It's been a long time since I used a phone book. Um, Sent a postcard. I've sent postcards. Yeah, I think. Not recently. No, no, not recently. Uh, Owned a dictionary. We still might own a dictionary, actually. Um, and I don't think so. how about the last one? Uncurled a telephone cord. 
Oh, that and my damn headphone cords. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember we were so excited because it used to be you had to be by the telephone. The telephone cords were like four feet and you had to stand by the wall on the phone talking to your girlfriend ones. for an hour. And then they made the long coil ones. The problem with those were they always were tied in a knot, but you could get to the couch and at least sit down when you talk to your girlfriend on the phone. <laughs> you have to stand by the <laughs> wall. the wall, exactly. We oh, were my God, lo- I remember our first, like, portable, uh, hands-free oh, that was cell. Like oh, heaven. my God. That was, it was a miracle phone. <laughs> you couldn't really leave more than four feet away from the receiver, but it was still cool. <laughs> you know how they used to talk about in the old days how someday we're going to have phones you just carry around? And we all thought, oh, hell, that's never going to happen. <laughs> What's we talking about? That's just sci-fi. That's Star Trek stuff. Here we are. Well, that's it for today. Uh, looks like we're both old, is what it comes yeah. down to. <laughs> we, we both had one, but only because we're not cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> not because we're not old. <laughs> All right, it's Mary and Jennifer tomorrow, and then uh, we'll be back here on Friday playing some auditor trivia, auditors. So I know two of you are playing. I don't know who, because Ashley set it up. So we'll see you on Friday, and you have Good a great luck. time in Atlanta. Thank you. Have a great day. Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse.